Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at a topic that just wasn't that popular simply because it's tough. It was the benefits that you get from working out strenuously as opposed to mild exercise. This week, we're going to look at a topic that affects all of us. It's how to stay alive longer. And the simple answer is we just have to walk faster than the Grim Reaper does, and it makes it really tough for him to catch us. Now, I know that sounds kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek, but it doesn't surprise any of us to find out that about age, between age 20 and age 30, we hit our peak in speed. If you like to run, that's why they do age groups, because if you're 65 and you've got to compete against a 25-year-old, you're in trouble. So since about age 25 or 30, we've been gradually slowing down. Now, that's really not a problem unless the slowdown gets to be too extreme. I heard a speaker at a conference one time that was talking about how she made sure that her mother, who was in an assisted living facility, she went with her and made her walk faster. And the reason was she said she had to walk faster than the Grim Reaper. And I thought that was kind of interesting. The next year, I heard a, a world-renowned cardiologist speak, and he said that he can watch the patients when they call them in from the waiting room and tell pretty precisely who's going to have the next coronary event based on how fast they get up and walk across the room. Since then, they've started doing a lot of research on this, and they've come to the conclusion, and I'm going to put this in a little bit of an odd term, that the Grim Reaper walks about 1.3 miles per hour. Now, that's not exactly what they found out. They don't didn't find the Grim Reaper and time him, but what they did was they found that people who walk below 1.3 miles per hour were going to have some serious health side effects, they have a much greater uh, chance of cognitive decline in the next five years. They have an extremely increased risk of hospitalization, falls, and death within the next two years. So how fast is 1.3 miles per hour? Because, you know, I, I don't have a speedometer. So basically, if you walk from the front of your car to the back of your car in less than seven seconds then that's about one point that's greater than 1.3 miles per hour. Now I also need to point out that you need to get uh, kind of a running start. You don't just start standing still at the front of your car and walk to the back of your car. You walk, get a, a go and start at the front of the car, have somebody time you get to the back of the car. And that's a good estimation of 1.3 miles per hour, as long as you do it in less than seven seconds. And just as another side note, if you move about the same speed as the average ant, then if you're in a hospital, when they're going to decide where to send you when they send when they release you from the hospital, if you're walking about the speed of the average ant, which is about 0.48 miles per hour, then you've got a 78% chance of being sent to a skilled nursing facility instead of being sent to your home. Now, a lot of you are thinking, hey, I can make it from the front of my car to the back of my car in three seconds. I've got no problem. But remember, we're aging. Our parents are aging. Our grandparents are aging. And all of us want to stay independent as long as we possibly can. So what can we do either for ourselves or for our loved ones that have slowed down a little more? What can we do to speed up? Fortunately, 
there's a lot of things we can do that will speed up our walking pace and keep us ahead of the Grim Reaper. Well, two different parts are we've got to increase our strength and flexibility. That's like getting a bigger motor in your car. And second, we've got to increase our neuromuscular control, which is the same thing as getting a tune-up on the motor that you have. Now, for all of these things, you got to make sure that you do them safely, especially if you're someone who's starting to slow down a little bit, having a little bit of trouble with balance. Make sure that you don't fall and hurt yourself trying to not fall and hurt yourself. And by that, I mean taking precautions to make sure that you don't fall. Like when you're exercising, if you're using a chair for stability, um, if you need to use a prop of some kind, especially like if you're practicing walking outside, I am a firm believer in the Nordic walking poles. They give you a lot of stability and they give you a better workout whenever you're doing some exercise. So, and I don't sell those, but I really should because they're terrific tools. So what do we do first to increase the horsepower? We got to get our legs and our body stronger. Any kind of strengthening exercises, um, I really recommend standing up and sitting down out of a chair, standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down. If you can find something fairly heavy and hold it while you stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, because we've got to improve the strength in the legs. We also need to improve our flexibility. Um, if you could find a chair yoga class, you can find a yoga class. Those are great. If not, you can practice some stretches sitting or lying down. Once you've got the strength and the flexibility um, doing well, also you need to work on your balance. I recommend when you're working on balance that you stand in a doorway so you've got something to grab hold of. Um, make sure that you practice from your most stable balance position to your least stable balance position so you make sure that you don't fall. Your most stable balance position is feet side by side, about shoulder width apart. You get a little bit less stable whenever you move one foot forward, one foot back. Move the feet closer together, it gets a little less stable. One foot right in front of the other, even less stable. Standing on one foot with a toe touching the ground from the other foot, that's even less stable. And then just standing on one foot, that's even less stable. And once you get to where you can do that, then there's things you can do to challenge the balance even more. Practicing your balance is one of the key factors to maintaining your independence. Even if you've improved your strength, you've improved your balance a little bit, you've improved your flexibility, until your mind tells your feet to move a little faster, you're still not going to speed up. So what can we do to increase that? And that's like a neuromuscular tune-up. First thing to do is, in a stable environment, practice taking a big step forward, like you're stepping over something, a nice slow step, and then step back, and then step forward, and then step back. Once you've gotten good at that, you can practice walking and practice walking just a little faster count as you walk normally and then speed up the count or find some music that's a little faster or find a use a metronome something to get you to walk just a little faster once you've gotten used to walking around a little faster and when you do this make sure that you've removed all the obstacles from around because you don't want to trip over something but once you've gotten used to walking just a little faster then we need to start thinking about walking in non-straight lines so try walking in a circle a fairly broad circle and walk clockwise and then counterclockwise and then maybe do a figure eight and then if you want to get even more uh, technical you can do a spiral so like you start at the outside of a room and get a tighter spiral and tighter and tighter and then turn and go back out. So those are some things and just work on walking faster. One of my coaches kept telling me, he said, if you want to swim faster, you've got to 
practice swimming faster. And it's the same thing with walking. If you want to walk faster, you've got to practice walking faster. But make sure you do it in a safe place. And you may say, well, I've got a bad hip. I've got a bad knee or something. I I really have difficulty, you know, get your walker and practice walking faster. None of the research shows that the Grim Reaper walks faster to catch you if you've got a walker or you've got crutches or you've got a cane or you've got Nordic walking poles. Doesn't matter. He's going about the same speed. If you can get your walking gait faster than that, you are doing well. So if you're thinking, hey, I'm young, I'm still walking way faster than that. Well, make sure that you pay attention to how fast you're going. It never hurts to start working on this now. Also, you know, share this with an older relative, a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a friend from church, because if they can keep their speed up and the ideal speed is about two miles an hour, if you can share this with somebody and help them keep their walking speed up so that they can lead a more independent, fuller, richer, healthier life, then that truly will make all of our fitness journeys just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.